Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, where we feature great interviews, inspiring stories, and candid conversations. So join us. Hey, this is Seawolf from the hit web series, Hey Shipwreck. You're listening to Navy Wife Radio, SubmarineWife.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. This is Wendy, and we're so excited to be here with you live tonight. Uh, Tara will be here in just a little bit. I want to let you know what we have coming up for you on tonight's show. Lauren Fix is our featured guest, and she's here to talk about USAA's best value list for new new car vehicles. So if you're thinking that a new car might be in your future, this is a great show to listen to because she's going to share with us some really awesome tips, what we need to know before we go into a car dealership, um, for example, and then also the vehicles that made the list, including the top 10 vehicles, excuse me, the top 10 vehicles for teens. So that's what we have coming up. Plus, we're also going to be talking about some other unique topics to military life. We're going to talk about being geographically separated from your spouse. Plus, April is the month of the military child, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, some current events, and uh, maybe answer a question or two. So that's what we have on the agenda tonight. We invite you to pour that cup of tea or coffee and join us. Um, So, and then, too, next week we are doing a show, kind of doing shows back-to-back this week. It's been kind of crazy. Uh, next next week is our Krista's Corners featured episode So Krista Wells will be here next week So put that on your calendar That's a definitely an appointment viewing um, Appointment setting show So you don't want to miss it It'll be fun because it'll be live So that is next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Central And that's Krista Wells, the military spouse coach That will be here next week and if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at My Military Life, and you can use hashtag My Military Life. If you're on Facebook, we welcome all those that came over from Facebook that are listening to us. And you can always search My Military Life if you're not a friend of ours yet on Facebook. So um, we're, we're going to get started right away. So when we get back from the break, um, we're going to introduce you to Lauren Fix. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Military Life Radio. U.S. Navy t-shirts, mugs, and more at NavyChief.com. Hot new designs for sailors, chiefs, officers, families, and all those who support our men and women in the United States Navy. NavyChief.com will ship anywhere in the USA, APOs and FPOs too. NavyChief.com offers silkscreen tees for your command, unit, ship, CPOAs, fundraisers, businesses, schools, and other special events. Let our in-house professional graphic artists design your next custom order. Huge selection of tees for only $10 each. NavyChief.com, supporting our shipmates since 1997. Veteran-owned, all NavyChief.com apparel is printed in the USA. Call us at 301-475-0437 or log on at NavyChief.com. talking all about new cars and some new car tips. Our guest is Lauren Fix, 
and you might know her as the car coach. Lauren Fix has been on all different kinds of TV shows and um, magazines that you might be familiar with. She is the author of the hugely popular books, Lauren's Guide to Loving Your Car, The Performance Tire and Wheel Handbook, and Driving Ambitions, A Complete Guide to Amateur Auto Racing, which I think is kind of cool. She's the automotive editor for YourLifeMagazine.com. And she's really just inspired a lot of Americans all over the place with her down-to-earth advice. She's got great videos on her website. You can check those out at LaurenFix.com. While we're um, talking to her tonight, she, in fact, toured with O Magazine's um, Oprah's 2005 Live Your Best Life Tour, and she did, you know, she just motivated a lot of us to take an interest into the mechanics of our car, everything from how to change a tire to some little more complicated things, but we're very honored to have her back on the show. And so with that, we'll be right back with Lauren Fix after this really quick break. Hey gang, where's the party right here? This is the Money Man, Eddie Money. You're listening to Military Life Radio. Hi everyone and welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about car buying. And one thing you might not know is in the United States, 41,000 new vehicles are sold just about every day. And if you're in the car, in the market for a new car, we're going to help answer a lot of questions for you today. Um, Tara and I are both thinking about actually buying new cars, so this is a pretty uh, timely topic. And we're going to also talk about what you need to know before walking into a dealer showroom. So today, we welcome back our friend of the show, Lauren Fix, the car coach. And she's here to talk about USAA's newly released best value list for vehicles, for not just us, but for our teams. So welcome back to the show, Lauren. Well, thank you for having me back. Oh, we're so excited. And I'm like, this is such a timely topic. (laughs) Well, I'm glad maybe we can find the right vehicle for you today. I'm excited about that. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the list. Okay, well, the USAA has come up with a list of 16 categories for consumers seeking a vehicle that outshines the competition. It's it's basically calculated from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, which is IIHS. You've probably seen their offset crash testing, in addition to affordability and reliability. So we picked the top safety picks, which is about 70 cars, and the top safety pick plus. So with that and a bunch of other factors, We've done our calculations and come up with 16 categories that only have 14 cars. So two vehicles, two categories are empty because we did not have a vehicle that fit all the qualifiers. So we didn't just slam a car in there and say, yeah, that works. We actually did the calculations, and if it didn't qualify, then it was an empty category. Okay. For us personally, like our cars, they're all 10 years old, so we are really serious about getting a car. I thought I'd done my research, but this list is making me rethink what we might buy. Okay, well, we've got to figure out which category you're looking at, and then we can kind of work from there. Yeah, so, I mean, we're thinking like a, a midsize either sedan or a midsize SUV. But I know Tara, she's, she was telling me earlier, she was saying, I haven't shopped for a car that's not been a minivan in, a min- so, in so long. <laughs> I hear you. I'm an empty nester as well. So now it's, we're picking out cars that we want rather than cars that are for the family. Well, I'm picking one out for a teenager, which is, I think, the worst. The oh, worst no, I can one. help you with that. That I can definitely help you with. I have two teenage <laughs> drivers. My daughter, Shelby's a junior in college, and my son's a freshman. So we went through that a couple of years ago, but I'm really good at helping people get the right cars oh, for their teens. Because that's a hot trend, by the way. Put the kid in the new car, you keep the older car because of all the safety features. 
That's what I was wondering. I think I'm always been um, looking for a deal, a car that will last, but with a good price. Because, but with my kid, I'm willing to do more to keep her safe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have ten vehicles that you can consider. Uh, Again, we figured in in addition to what we did for the best value list, we added in insurance costs because that was a big factor for kids. The cost of ownership, how's the maintenance going to go? Like I said, the hot trend is buying the kids the new car because. They miss things that you and I don't. If there's someone hiding in your blind spot, you'll look again and you'll take a second look where they may have a slower reaction time because of their lack of experience. And also sometimes they'll drive too fast and it's net. So these are things that you can – these are not super fast sports cars. These are cars that are reliable. They've got good safety ratings, good maintenance records, and low cost of insurance. And those are things, you know, I bought the, each kid a car and I said, here's the deal. You get one car. You can take it to high school and college, and it's yours. But don't ask again. You get one car, and it's your responsibility to put gas in the tank. We kind of let them really consider what, you know, we picked out the cars together. I picked out the safety. They got to pick the color. That's that's a good compromise. I like that. And then if they have good no. grades, you can work out a deal where you can put on, you know, pinstriping or a different radio or, you know, or whatever you need them to do. It's a good tool to uh, give positive reinforcement. Now, Wendy, are you looking at gas mileage as your number one? What's your story? I'm not really sure. I thought it was cute, but maybe it's gas mileage. Well, I like to look at the cute factor. And and so let's talk about teens for a second, and then we'll come back to my own personal choice. Because I look at this list, and I first thought, you know, are we really buying new cars for our kids, or does that just happen on, like, the Housewives show? No, no, that's really happening. And and some of these cars are $10,000, so it's not that bad, which you could spend that much easily on a used car. Do they tell you if something's in your blind spot, the talking, the cars that, like, boop, boop? Well, all of the newer cars, what they do is, first, it's visual. So usually it's in the passenger side mirror. Uh, it'll be a little yellow or red dot. Sometimes it's orange. And that dot can be bigger or smaller, depending on the brand. Everyone's got their own wow. version of it. And then if you miss that and you start to make the move to the lane, some of these vehicles will have an audible, which will beep. And then in some of the higher luxury cars, which would be like the Lincoln, um, the Lexus, the Audis, it'll actually push you back into the lane. Oh, my so god! you don't hit the car. So basically it's pre-judging. It's pre-collision safety is what they're calling it. Wow. Yeah, and they have braking tests on a lot of these so that it over-boosts the braking so that you have the ability to stop in a shorter distance only in an emergency situation. I think I'm going to need another job. No, <laughs> no, we can figure this, we'll figure this out. Um, if you're looking okay, for so cars for, a, the cars for teens, obviously we made a list at around $25,000. None of them are more than that. Of course, you can load up any car with a ton of options and be way over that. But these are retail prices. My number one rule is never pay retail. So if the window sticker says something, do your homework on USAA. Uh, they work with TrueCar.com. You can find out what cars are being sold for in your area. The more information you're armed with, the more empowered you'll be, and you'll pay the right price rather than paying too much or leaving money on the table. Love a deal. Good. Yeah. Yes, good advice. Well, you know, yeah. as I, my son, I have a son, he's 16. Mm-hmm. And so um, and we were talking to Star online, and she has a son too. So our, our main criteria for a car, you know, yes, it's reliability. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want them to be safe. And, and yeah. yes, we want, you know, insurance to not be too high. But really, we want the car to be big enough to keep them safe if they were in an accident, but not too big that the, that there's like, Maximum opportunity for too much making out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't qualifying that as one of the factors when we figured out. That list. should have been on the list. <laughs> That's on the list. I just I'll have to mention that to the people at USA. 
Well, you've got. I, mean, I have a girl, so that's really on the list. Yeah, yeah. Well, my daughter, yes, my son's uh, is a gamer, so I, he's not in. You know, I'm not too worried about him doing that. Well, you know, um, mine doesn't have a girlfriend, but you know, really, we think about these things. That's like, true. <laughs> I laughed at the girl, put it on Facebook, just put it out there. I was like, nice. <laughs> but I see, like, um, the Dodge Darts on the list, the Dodge Avenger, Avenger. What are some other cars that are on the list? The Honda CRZ, which is a two-door car. There's certainly not a back seat that you could put a person back. There may be some, a book bag or something. Uh, the Chrysler 200 has a larger back seat for your qualification. Uh, the- <laughs> The Honda Insight is so smaller. Um, the VW Golf has a very small back seat, but available in diesel. So you can get 50 miles to the gallon on that, but you pay oh a little more. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the wow. Hyundai Elantra is the same size as the Kia Optima. They just look completely different. Um, they're partially owned by the Korean government, so that's why you see a lot of similarities. Both cars are great. Both have little larger back seats. Uh, the Kia makes, um, yeah, about the same. The Nissan Versa actually... One of their talking points is that they have a larger back seat. You know, not crunched back there, but it's not that large. That's funny. And the Chevrolet Malibu, uh, I think for your personal qualification, may not qualify. Now, do you find that you should, um, as your kids are buying cars for college, if they're thinking long term, they might Mm -hmm. take this out of college, should they Mm -hmm. buy like a crossover or something a little bigger? Well, that's a good question. I think the problem with large SUVs is that kids get this feeling that they're, they're immortal that nothing can get in their way. So I do not recommend large SUVs. I do not recommend convertibles or sports cars. Um, If they want them that's a little sporty looking, the Honda CRZ is very funky looking. The the VW Golf is a phenomenal handling car. The Dodge Dart as well. Um, If you're looking for something a little larger, um, there are options like the Kia Optima and the Hyundai Elantra. I really like those cars. matter of fact, my mother-in-law is looking at those two options um, for her next vehicle. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a teen lift. But uh, if your child's going away out of town to college and the car's going to be left in your driveway, like my, is with one of my girlfriends, she's driving it. She's not going to leave my older car, and when he comes back, he can drive it. So that, that way, you know, it's being used because you're making payments on it. And because he's going to the other side of the country, it didn't make sense to bring a car. Right. That's great. So there okay. are options and other drivers that can use it. I think the key is to find the right vehicle and also to have good communication with your teens. Uh, USA also is offering a young driver intelligence tool. It goes into the computer. It's very easy to push into the onboard diagnostics. And it's free for USAA members that have an insurance policy that have teens on it. And it's about a $279 value. And what's really, really nice about it is, and I actually played around with this with my daughter, and they both have one in their cars. Um, I can find out where you are, if you're driving aggressively, whether it's braking or acceleration, uh, if you're speeding. Uh, all these little factors, you can get a text wow. if they're driving outside a range. Like, listen, you are not going on the highway, but you can go back and forth to school. You put in the parameters, and if they drive outside of that, you will get a text. Which oh, my goodness. Which a phone call. So, Thank God but, that was uh, when my mother gave me a car. Yeah, well, I also tracked down my daughter's car once, so I understand she was not where she was supposed to be. I told her to come home when she was 16, and she didn't. So I went and got the car, and she came out, and it was gone. It was in the garage. Oh. So, Lauren, I love Lesson learned. You're coming back for a parenting session. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've done some pretty aggressive <laughs> things like that. My, my daughter's like, I won't forget that, and I'm always where you tell me to be, and I will not lie to you now. <laughs> oh, that's great. And she's 21 now, that. so it's great. Now, is she the girl on your team? Oh, sorry. 
Is she your no, team Karen, car coach? Is that your daughter? She is the car coach 2.0, yes. Okay, I saw that on your website, thelaurenfix.com. What a great website. Thank you. She's been trying to help a lot of kids because they don't want to hear it from us. You know, your mom or dad said that, Mm -hmm. whether it's me or anyone else. They want to hear it from their age group. So she's been doing a lot of seminars around the country and helping people and also working on this Young Driver Intelligence Program through USAA just to get kids to understand that now that you have your license does not mean it's a permission to speed. It means that you need to pay attention because you're driving a 3,000-pound weapon, essentially, and you really need to be responsible and not text and drive. And some kids are very scared, but then they get a confidence level that's, that's a little bit too much. So this is good for you to keep in check with them, and it's a conversation starter. It's not meant to be stalking. Right. <laughs> of course, Go ahead, don't Wendy, say that. Oh, it depends on your kid. My, my kids were like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. But there are some great cars in this list for if you're looking for a vehicle. Um, these are, you know, great cars to consider. And I always say no matter what car you choose, don't pay retail. Always do your shopping before you get there, which means you do all your homework, find out what the prices are, like places like TrueCar.com, find out what your insurance rates are going to be. Because a new car may be less than a car that's two years old because it has all these safety features on it. Uh, like they have uh, Dodge offers, actually almost all these brands offer cross traffic where you try backing out of a parking spot, and there's a sensor that will detect oncoming traffic so that you don't back in and have a fender bender. Oh, my goodness. And that's really nice. There's also, besides the blind spot detection, there's, there's smart cruise control where it won't let you get too close to the vehicle in front of you. It'll actually back off. You can put your foot on the gas all you want, but you can't override it. What? It won't let you. It's yeah. like kit. Yeah, I feel like well, these my kids are going to be driving it. doesn't talk to you, but you can talk to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So that's available. Of course, you would expect that in something like the Lincoln MKS, which is our large luxury sedan for our best value pick. You would expect that in, you know, a Lexus RX 450H, you know, which right. is our mid-sized luxury SUV. You know, and you might even expect that in a Ford Explorer, which it is available. That's our mid-sized SUV choice. Um, when you're looking at some of the kid cars, you think it's not available. But you know what? Sometimes it makes sense to spend that little extra for that safety feature and teach your children how to use it and how it works and read the owner's manual, not just get in the car and turn the key. I actually have a rule. I make them read the owner's manual, and they have to know what's in an emergency kit and how to use everything and do your own basic maintenance. Otherwise, no keys. Oh, I love you. Yeah. So we've been doing this <laughs> a long time. It works. But you know what? They, what do you do if they got a flat tire? They're like, I don't know. Like, really, are just starting, service, so. you might be worried, so you at least get a can of fix a flat or something because an SUV tire is about 100 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, having the conversation of driving in teenagers, it can be uncomfortable. So I think the more that we can learn and, and take these steps that you're telling us to take will help ease that anxiety, you know. Well, that's the idea for both, for both sides. For both sides. The parents are anxious about it. The kids are excited to go out and drive, but they forget that there are rules of the road, and there are other people on the road, so it's really important that they be aware, because the CDC had put out a report that the reason for the most reason for teen deaths was in cars, and part of it is, you know, speeding and, and doing things that are inappropriate, and that's why this tool is so great. We call it the YDI, but the Young Driver's Intelligence Tool is really a great thing to add to anybody, whether you get it through USAA or you go out and find another service. It's nice to know what your kids are up to. I think what we're going to be the real housewives of MyMilitaryLife.com and have to watch <laughs> our kids. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want my kids.
kid to be independent. I don't want him to be having to always ask someone else for a ride. And right. that's one of the reasons why we want him to have his own vehicle is so he has that independence. So he's right. you know not put it, not putting himself in in situations where he otherwise might not just because he needs a ride and thinks no, exactly. I'll just catch a ride, mom. So um, yeah, but you don't know right, who's so driving and you don't know their driving skills either. So that's another concern. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, just um, as we're wrapping up, can you tell us? Uh, we had a couple more questions. Sure. Regarding the regular list for adults, I should say, I guess, um, what are some <laughs> other cars that are on this list, the best value list? And I know the categories for this, you know, you, you had very, you know, every range of car, no matter what type of family you have, mm-hmm. um, there's a big range. So, what are some other cars on this list? Well, for minivans, which is still very popular for a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, uh, for the second year running is the Dodge Grand Caravan. That's part of the stow-and-go, and you can get all kinds of engine options and cool safety features and the ability to move around the chairs. So that's a, a very popular item. Uh, if you consider you don't want a minivan, maybe you're thinking about a wagon, which a lot of people have thought about. A smaller wagon, the Audi A3, is available in gas as well as diesel. Uh, the one that I test drive, I got 55 miles to the gallon in my Audi E3. It's not my car. It's, it was a journalist car, but I was very, wow. very impressed with it. Uh, it was a real fun car. Uh, if you're looking at other things for family, the large pickup truck is a Toyota Tundra, second year returning. Uh, the Kia Sportage is a small SUV, third year returning for the small size. If you go to the large size, it's the Chevrolet Traverse. It's also been returning for the third year. Uh, if you're looking at small sedans, the Mitsubishi Lancer is new to the list. And the mid-sized sedan is a Dodge Avenger, which is an IIHS plus list category. So very big safety. And the Dodge Charger is back for the third year for large sedans. So, you know, these are choices to consider because you get best value. You're, you're getting affordability, reliability, and safety. And these are things that consumers are looking for. I mean, and you also should look at other factors you want to make sure Number one, when you go to buy a car, sit in the car and drive it. I promise you, you will not get better visibility as you own it more, and you will not get better seating comfort. So I always say, no matter mm-hmm. what car is on the category, if you sit in it and it doesn't fit your body style, it doesn't fit your family, then find a different car. You know, we do for our minivan, and when we're looking at SUVs, I get in the back. I make yep. my husband and I get in the back and turn the air on and just let's see how much the kids are getting back there and how comfortable right. it is. Because at one point you will be bringing – Adult friends with you somewhere, and so we always get right. in the back. The guy looks at us like we're crazy. No, but it's actually very smart, and if he's not offering that to you, then the sales guy's not doing his job. You should be able to sit in the third row of any of these vehicles that offer it and be able to see what the comfort's like because if, the, mm-hmm. if your knees are cramped and there's not a lot of leg room, that is going to present a problem if you ever have to take adults anywhere. Have you figured out what you're buying, Wendy? You know, I'm, we were looking <laughs> at, you know, uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm loving the Audi. I'm loving that 55 miles to the gallon. I'm, yeah, I actually I I have. Just... I actually have a diesel Audi. It's not that particular one, but I have to say I'm extremely pleased with it. Uh, I fill up once a month. It's great. If you look at it, great performance, towing capacity. Uh, the, and, and Audi's owned by VW Group. They are the. They, their goal is to be the largest car manufacturer in the world. So, and when you're looking for prices, some cities only have one Audi dealer. If you're looking at Audi or VW. Make sure to check other cities. Don't be afraid to get on the Internet. And if it means you're going, you know, four hours away, believe me, most of those dealers will bring a vehicle to you. Oh, so that's exciting. I'll give you a couple of my The Internet's your friend, yes. 
Okay, Lauren, so what other tips can you give us before we walk into a dealer showroom? What okay, you want to do your homework. homework. You want to know which category you're looking at and kind of break it down to four or five cars. So you'll know that some won't be in the price range, some won't have an option that you really want, and some won't have an option you really need. So once you've figured that out, next you can go to, like, True Car, you can go to USAA. They have all kinds of content for that. And then print out the information. Have it in hand. Walk in the dealership and say, I'm here to test drive a car. And of course, they're going to try and get you, are you buying or selling? How much can you afford a month? You say, you know what? I am not that point yet. I want to test drive the car, get a bunch in this category, figure out which one fits for me, and then I will get your business card, and I'll come back, and we'll talk price. But I'm not there yet. I just want to test drive the car. Because if you get in it and you drive it and you don't like it, don't buy it. Right. It's not meant and don't go with cute. Right. No buyer's <laughs> remorse. <laughs> and then what, is there advice. a certain time of year that's a, to get a best deal in a vehicle? When should you buy? Well, at the end of the, the season, like by June, all the 2014s will be starting to roll in, and the production for 2013s will have ended. So a good time to buy would be 2013 models would be about any time during the summer into September and October when they need to get them off the lot to have space for the 2014s. Also, any time at the end of any month, because they have something called floor planning, where how many vehicles are on the lot, they pay a certain amount of financing on each of those vehicles. Well, at the end of the month, if the car is not sold, they got to pay financing on it. So they are very negotiable at the end of the month and not as negotiable at the beginning of the month. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? I had no idea. Wow. Today we've been talking to Lauren Fix, the car coach, and she's been sharing with us her tips for car buying. And Lauren, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show. This has been like, I've learned a lot. Well, thank you so much. And we're happy to help you be informed. That's my job. Thanks so much. Well, we hope that you'll come back again soon. And the next time that you are in Texas, because you know, Tara and I are both in San Antonio. Oh. We need to like meet up. Absolutely. We'll go for some barbecue. I love yeah, it. Or maybe we can you do like us, a little, like, you can get us to open the hood of our car and look in. And see what's I in would there. be thrilled to teach you ladies how to work on your car and do the basic check. Um, that would be kind of fun, actually. So, um, all right, Lauren. Well, good luck to you today, and um, thank you again for making time for us. We really appreciate your expertise and your knowledge and sharing that with our listeners. Well, thank and you. And go so to her today. website, laurenfix.com. Check it out. It's awesome. Thank you, ladies. USAA salutes military spouses for your service and sacrifice on the home front. Whether it's preparing for deployment, having a baby, or making that next PCS move, we'll help you navigate through all the stages of military life. We've served families like yours for more than 84 years, and we can help you achieve your financial goals. Log on to USAA.com for a free financial assessment. Or call USAA's Financial Advice Center at 877-806-5033 for advice on everything from credit cards to life insurance. USAA means United Services Automobile Association and its affiliates. Financial advice provided by USAA Financial Advisors Incorporated, a registered broker-dealer. Log on to USAA.com or call us toll-free 1-877-806-5033. USAA. We know what it means to serve. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I did want to give out our phone number in case you're listening to us live and you have a question. Please call us. You can call me at 646-652-4629. That is 
652-4629. Just hop into the chat room, and that's how we screen our calls. And just introduce yourself in the chat and um, let us know that you're calling in, and that helps us just screen our calls. So if you have a question, we'd love to help get you an answer. So, okay, so up next in our show, um, we are going to be talking about a, couple, a conference I just came back from. April is the month of the military child, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're going to talk about what happens if your husband's not deployed, but he's actually working in a different geographic location or otherwise known as geo-batching it. So we're going to talk just a little bit about that, a couple tips regarding that. So uh, we hope that you settle back in and join us for the rest of this show. So, But up next, I have a caller, so I'm going to take this call. And I think I think I know who it is. Hi, Marla. Hello. Oh, she might hey, not be Wendy. there yet. Hey, did you have yourself on mute? <laughs> I did, and I'm using, like, an old-school corded phone, so I don't know how the mute works. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Cool. Well, so it's so cool to have you here. It's been a while. We're excited to have you, and I can't wait to hear what you've been up to. So we'll, I guess we should just talk a little bit about, like, what's going on, how's life in sunny, in sunny CA? Well, How are today you? it wasn't one of the most sunny days, but it's been a pretty good, um, pretty good run. Um, I'm getting that PCS itch, which is weird because – we're not due to PCS anytime soon. Um, but No, you haven't been there that long. I know, but, you know, in the last two years, I've moved three times. Yeah, that's so crazy. So my brain that's is crazy. like, okay, it's time to pack up and so. No, you need to stay put because <laughs> I want to come and visit. <laughs> well, I want to come, come and visit. Well, you know, since you're on on the West Coast and you're in – California, I did read one of the big aircraft carriers just got underway recently. And so I always like to say, you know, at the top kind of out of our show is every day boats leave, units leave. And um, I also have a friend of mine whose husband um, left um, on a deployment submarine side recently. So I just want to tell everybody who might be listening that their whose husband just left this week. I mean, if it's your first deployment and it's the first time they've left, it can be really rough. So I just want to let Absolutely. them know we're thinking about them. Absolutely. Yeah. And even if you've done it a few times, it can be really rough, and that's okay. But you'll get through it. That first week is rough, but it gets better. It does get better. You're right, though. The first week is pretty tough, huh? I don't even like getting out of bed. I think if it weren't for my kids, I would stay in bed for six months. <laughs> I know we all have those days. We're just like, gosh, you know, man, it's going to be a long six months or a long however many months. Um, so I just had, that came up on my radar today, and I was like, i got to remember to mention that. And so I would say um, make sure that you connect into your unit. Make sure you connect into the spouses of your unit. I don't care what your husband says. I don't care how many bad things you've heard about your FRG. I don't care, you know, all of that. You just make your best effort to get to know some spouses, whether it's your neighbor. Give it a try. You never know. You might meet somebody you get along with. A friend of mine once told me that FRGs are like a good pair of shoes. You have to keep trying them because you never know when it's going to be the perfect fit. And I kind of oh, like I like that. it. 
I like I, it. I like shoes, so that might have to do why I like that. <laughs> and considering you have a pair like a like navy blue digicami pattern shoes, I, I know do. that you like shoes. Uh, I love my shoes. <laughs> all right, so we're thinking about you guys if you're home tonight alone. So thanks for hanging out with us. Um, okay, so since we're talking about kids, because April is the month of the military child, how's life on the mommy front? How are your kids? It's going great. I have three of the most awesome little military kids probably ever, but I could be biased. Um, <laughs> and they are know. cute. And they're pretty darn cute. Um, I think that the one thing is, I don't know, as a mom, like I sometimes feel guilty that I bring my kids into this lifestyle and into the upheaval that military life is. But they're so much stronger than we give them credit for. My kids, they get it. Like, they're, they have a love of country and a spirit of, you know, they're very patriotic and they're really, they're really engaged. Duty days stink, underways stink, but they, they rally. You know, they do really good and they get the rules. And um, do you know that website that Sesame Street came out with, The Families Near and Far? Yes, yes. Um, we have that set up so that when Daddy's underway, he can send them messages. My daughter calls it, like, Facebook for kids because it kind oh, of runs really? the same way. Okay. It runs like a Facebook wall that you post onto. And, um, and What's the web address in case people are wondering? Do you remember? Let me. I put you on the spot. I can pull it up. It is. Yeah. Um, hold on. But Dad can go on there, is what you're saying, and while he he's can underway. See, like, they, can do, they can do art on there, and he can pull it up and see the little art, you know, stuff that they've done. They can take pictures of themselves, video themselves, do audio, um, make music on there, and all of it posts to this, like, wall. And then Daddy or, you know, we have a kid, an old kindergarten teacher that um, we've stayed connected with on that website, too. Um, so it's really secure. Anybody can use it, but specifically I like that Daddy can use it. Um, the website is www.familiesnearandfar.org, and I'm sure we'll post that to the Facebook. <laughs> um, okay, cool. But I'm, I'm writing it down. Um, I was on there yesterday or the day before, and my daughter had posted on there, you know, like, it's a little picture of her, and she's got, like, pom-poms and stuff in her hands. And it says, who loves being a military brat? I do, I do. <laughs> and I thought that was the cutest thing because it wasn't a Coke thing. It wasn't anything like that. It was just something that she designed, and she wanted to share with her dad. So it's pretty. It's it's been pretty neat to see just how awesome kids can be so well um i think that's really a really sweet thing there are so many cool websites for military kids and you guys might notice since april is the month of the military child a lot of the fleet and family support centers or the 
warfighter and family readiness centers for the Army and, you know, service equivalents that, that fall under different names are doing lots of things for military kids, whether it's events or carnival-type days, but and then also highlighting different websites as resources. So if you don't already subscribe to your installation family support center on Facebook, you really want to do that because they'll post all those cool events. And um, so a couple things that you might not know about the Month of the Military Child celebration, um, it's ran by the Department of Defense, and they recently put out there there are approximately 1.8 million military children, which I thought was like way more than I thought were there yeah. were, were. That's a lot of kids. And if you're thinking like, can you really raise successful military teens? And looking for some examples, the uh, Military Child of the Year honorees were re- recently announced. It was an event that was sponsored by Op- Operation Homefront. And they took, they honored a teen from each of the services, Army, Marine Corps, Navy, Air Force, and they included the Coast Guard, which I thought was kind of cool. And so that's going to be an upcoming blog post. You guys will have to look out for that. But these kids are great. I mean, one um, who's actually, whose dad is actually a retired Navy chief, he made a um, a video series for an anti-bullying campaign and volunteered like over 400 hours this year. His name was little Alexander Ray Birch from um, North Dakota, which I thought was really cool because I love North Dakota. Um, but, yes, yeah, so, I mean, there's these kids doing great, awesome things. So if you're feeling like the military lifestyle might, you know, is just harsh, and it is, and it does ask a lot of sacrifice of our kids, this is a great example of some teens that have really thrived in the lifestyle, and they're honoring them with them, a special award as the Military Child Love of the Year. So I, that I was pretty cool. excited to see that. I was like, oh, I wish I was a kid. <laughs> I know. It's cool. I mean, they got some leadership support. Army General uh, Martin Dempsey, he's the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, he keynoted. And it was the fifth annual awards gala, so they actually made it up big and just celebrated the Presley said they were they celebrated their extraordinary compassion, faith and patriotism. And you were just talking about that, how patriotic your kids are. So it's just neat to see leaders recognize our youth, to see them doing great things. So you guys can look for that blog post coming up soon. And then the other two I wanted to highlight um just one other website that you might not know about. It's militarykidsconnect.org. I was pulling that and, one up just now. <laughs> yeah, isn't it cool? So it's a little, it's very neat with the graphics. It's very modern, and it's militarykidsconnect.org. It's for kids ages 6 through 17, and it really is a site focused on resources to support children from pre-deployment through post-deployment and reintegration and all of that. So I thought that was that was my my one big highlight. So militarykidsconnect.org, you guys can check that out. I love that. I haven't looked on Military One Source, but I'm pulling it up now. They usually have some great, just in general, some great resources that help strengthen our kids, um, and especially in communicating and um, 
and stuff. I think that that's one of the hardest things as parents, like how do we communicate appropriately with our kids about disasters or um, the situations that we encounter uniquely in our lifestyle? Yes. You know, and actually, too, it's so funny that, I shouldn't say funny because it's a really serious topic, but talking about tragedy and how you communicate kids with kids on on tough topics, really tough topics. And um, I didn't say at the beginning of the show, I I just got turned around with my show notes, but I did want to say because today is the 16th of April, and so for those of you that listen to this in the archives, um, the Boston Marathon uh, happened yesterday, and there was two bombs that went off, and so that that city is experiencing, and the country too, is just a little bit of a state of shock right now because of those bombs and the folks that were injured and and the lives that were lost. So uh, our thoughts and prayers definitely are continuing to go out for the city of Boston for those first responders that ran to help, and the law enforcement was there to to help, we just um, praise them for their efforts and just prayers of comfort and healing for those affected at the bombing at the Boston Marathon. So, but you know, you bring up a point like, how do we talk to kid, our kids about things like that that happen? And and when is it just like we might want to watch the news, but is it appropriate? Should we just turn that TV off and and watch maybe after bedtime? Yeah, I know for us, like. My kids, whenever the music about a special report comes on, everybody kind of freezes in anticipation of something. And we did that, and my daughter said, does that mean that Daddy deploys now? And that stung because that's the the gravity of their lives. You know, they, they understand that. But at the same time, she was like, well, if he has to go to work, he has to go to work. And that they can just... Do that, like that to me was insane. That that it was just like, okay, well, this is what we gotta do. So, um, but I definitely I turned off the TV yesterday and sent the kids into another room, and we had a picnic lunch. And so, I think that having the, I'm one of those people. Like I don't know about you, Wendy, but I like prepare for the conversation before I have to have it. So in my mind, I'm always thinking, like, if Daddy does have to deploy suddenly, how are we going to have this conversation? But I'm a little controlling about that sort of thing. Well, sure, because you, I think you just learn. Um, I mean, you have three kids now, so I think you, you have kind of developed probably a little, and we've had some tragedies happen in our country during those, you know, all of that from the first birth all the way to the last one. But I think... You know what they? It's true what they say. Your um, attitude and your ability to respond versus react in a scary situation can make all the difference in the world. And so, if we bring into a tough conversation all of our emotion, then our kids are going to feel that. So we want to be a little more calm if we can. Sometimes you just can't, and it just all comes out, and you're like, "Oh man, I got to do that better next time." Because I've yeah. definitely done that. I'm like, "Oh man, I really, I really could have done that a little bit better." Um, yeah. I've been there. so yeah. I think <laughs> putting your thoughts together and um, kind of reminds me. I watched this movie. 
uh, gosh, what is it called? It's with Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt and Greg Kinnear with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, as it's, good as it gets? Is it? Yeah, it's as good as it gets. And so there's a scene in that movie when one of um, si- the character Simon, who's played by Craig, Greg Kinnear, he's broke, and the business manager's assistant goes to tell him that he's broke. And so she has three-by-five cards. And he's like, what do you mean? What's going on? And she's like, we have to have a serious conversation. He's like, what are the cards for? And she says, well, I was told that they might help. I can't think of the name of Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character, but he just steals the show. Um, And so she has, like, a sentence on each card. You know, Simon, you're broke. Next card. (laughs) Simon. You're going to have to ask your parents for money. Next card. You know, so I know that I'm kind of making it kind of maybe more light than it needs to be, but it's just sort of like whatever you have to do to keep from losing it while talking to your kids, if it's a very stressful, we didn't mean to talk about all this tonight, but considering the day's current events of this bombing and what our, you know, our families do for a living, it's just like what do you do when you know the news breaks in and all of a sudden there's bombs going on. I mean at some point you got to you got to have the conversation so how do you do that so yeah we offer a few little tips and then um there's lots of tons of resources on militaryonesource.com for an expert opinion we're giving you our mom opinion cuz we're moms we're not licensed therapists for that kind of stuff right no Although sometimes I would be making more money. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so check out your local installations Facebook page for your MWR events for the Military Child of the Month for April. Can I just add something to that? If you're in a multi-installation area, like where I am, the Naval Base had to cancel a lot of events, but the Marine Corps Base was able to maintain their events. And they have, like, an event every day this month. So don't just be selective to where your spouse's command might be if you're in a multi-installation location. Like, be willing to travel a little farther for the sheer opportunity to have a really great time. So just want That's great advice. If you have, like, a Air Force base near you or you have, like you do, a Marine Corps base, check check out check them out and see what they're offering. And, you know, who doesn't want to get their face painted? Who doesn't want to climb a rock wall? Kids love that, and it's just easy. You just take them, and then they can just have fun, enjoy being a kid. And you are actually going to probably see somebody you know, or um, if you don't, your kids will make, you know, how kids are. No one's a stranger. No kid is another stranger. So you'll get to meet some other moms, too. So make the Everybody's a new best friend. That's what I always say. Oh, look, there's Katrina's brand-new best friend. (laughs) We'll only know for one day. (laughs) Right. No kidding. Um, Okay, so any other thoughts on the month of the military child? Um, The one thing, I, I think it's cool that we have a month for these kids because they really do so much, and I just want to say that. They do a lot. Agreed. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so I want to know, like, what else is going on in the world of Marla? Anything kind of significant happening or getting ready to happen or anything you want to share? 
Um, no, we're just here waiting to see if anchors will be pinned on in our future. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I don't even know. When does the Chiefs board meet? We're talking Navy stuff. When does the Chiefs board meet? I in June? Say in June. Yeah. And we won't find out till like August, September, which is torture. <laughs> McPond, if you're listening to this, that's torture. No, I'm kidding. Oh, you know what? I have a McPond story to tell you. Oh, my gosh. This is kind of a girlfriend, but I'm going to share it with everybody who's listening. So, um, okay, so moving on to our next topic. So this past week I had the chance to go to D.C. to attend a spouse conference. And let me okay? just tell you that I am completely jealous of you. And Well, come on. We we need to get a little donate button on the website. Marla, send Marla with Wendy, Wendy and Marla and Tara and whoever else from the team. Tori, um, Vanessa, you know. I, seriously, it was a great time. You would have had a great time, and I got to see people that you know. But okay, let me not get ahead of myself. So, <laughs> for those of you listening, military dot com, they put on this yearly spouse conference and because it's in dc you might think it's kind of serious and it's called a spouse summit what are we doing are we like negotiating peace treaties what are we doing like are we going to storm the pentagon and like tell them exactly what we need and somebody's going to say sure you can have that (laughs) (laughs) no it's not anything like that um but it's a chance to just they share a bunch of resources we can network and uh, they do some creative things in terms of, I'll say, uh, awareness for resources. And they did a couple of different little workshops, like they did one on transition. And uh, military.com has this cool tool on their site to translate military terms when you're going to transition from service. Mil- translate military terms into civilian terms and term that are like job related duties for your resume. So it's actually really cool. So that was one of the heads. But okay, so they have it every year. So make plans next year for you guys listening to go. It's in probably April next year. But you can check it out at spousesummit.com. While um, we're while we're doing this little chat here, you can pull it up on your on your computer so okay so i am let's see what am i going to tell you first because first part i have to just say about the spouse summit is i've been to like i don't even know how many spouse conferences so i'm a little bit i hate to say it like it's it's tough to travel because i have a family it takes a lot to get there i have two dogs you know it's a whole catastrophe happening in my house like it takes a lot of pre-planning for me to get myself anywhere and um, so if I'm going to go, it's got to be really worth my time. And this was worth every amount of energy and effort to get there. Um, it was for two days last week, and the keynote speaker was the first living Medal of Honor recipient since Vietnam, Sal Gunta. And he was, Marla, I mean, 
besides the fact that he's just so darn cute, you just want to take him home so he can, like, talk to your kids and inspire them to do, like, great things. I'm like, my 16-year-old needs to hear your message. Um, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go. I mean, but he had everybody both laughing and crying within the first, like, three minutes. He just was incredible. I hope somebody puts his speech on YouTube so everyone can listen to it. I'm surprised Military.com didn't live feed. It might be. Yeah, it might already be. So um, so look it up there. But, okay, so I am in between sessions. I think it was day two. I'm sitting, I'm walking through the halls, and I get this tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and who is sitting in front of me with, like, kind of long hair? But the former McPon, Rick West. Shut and up. I was like, oh, my <laughs> No, I'm not kidding. I have a picture. I said, i got to get a picture so I can send it to Marla because she's not going to believe me. <laughs> yes. Yes, he said that he only, um, and for those of you who don't know, like when Marla and I were first doing the show, um, the PAO for the Mick Pond's office, Bill Houlihan, who's now Master Chief, at the time, I think he was a senior chief, and now he's just been selected for the CMC program. Um, we sent a request in to do an interview, and the PAO said yes. We were like, oh, no, now what? <laughs> they said yes. <laughs> so we didn't know what we were doing. Um, but a few interviews later, and he just really embraced our format and embraced our listeners and all of you listening. So the McPom West was a great friend of our show, and so he was there talking about uh, connection and military families, how important it is to be a supportive spouse. And um, he's part of United Through Reading's board and was really talking about um, his role there. And, you know, of course, he had everybody eating out of his hand, but he's a real genuine, real deal person. And I really think the Navy misses him. Not that I'm – I don't know. I I can say whatever I want about the current McPon, right? So he just has some big shoes to fill. He seems like a very great person, um, but he's got big shoes to follow in, and I think he's up for the challenge. He's definitely going to be up for the challenge. That's my impression of a brief meeting, so no coin involved. We'll see. I mean, I'm curious to see how this whole Chiefs season is going to go. I'm going to hold out my... Yeah, like you would be both. You know, I I keep hearing like they're not going to do it like they have in the past, which I think is going to cause a little bit of heartache. And uh, but we'll see. So anyway, um, I got to see the former McPon, and it was really cool to see him. And and I said, oh my gosh, your hair is long, and I almost like rubbed my fingers through his hair because it was. He goes, you want to touch it, don't you? And I'm like, I do, but I won't because my husband would be like. Absolutely not. <laughs> He'd be like, what are you doing? Wendy, I can't oh, believe you did that. No kidding. So, but anyway, the head. conference was really cool, and um, I'm writing up a blog post on it so you guys can learn more about what happened. But we did talk about military kids. Uh, they did a couple of career makeovers for spouses who – um, we're looking to re-enter the workforce. You know, had taken 
a break from working to stay home and raise their kids. So the group got to share some advice, and they had experts there um, that shared their advice. And um, there was also some stuff from Military One Source and TRICARE. So it was overall a pretty pretty good conference, and I do have to say I was there representing USAA's spouse community, which was really cool because the conference was presented by USAA. So I got to be able to sing the praises of the spouse community over on USAA where we give advice and write blog posts on military deployments, transition, uh, money management, and moving. So if you're in, if you need some advice and you have questions, it's a good place to go. We look forward to seeing you guys over there. But so yeah, it was cool. And you know who else I saw? Your who? friend Jennifer from the academy. My friend we Jennifer from the academy. Yeah, Jennifer. Yes, Jennifer Pilcher from yes. uh, Military One Click. Yes. She, uh, I saw a picture and I was like, "There's no way she's really there." I kept denying that everybody was that I knew was going. She lives in town. She better be there for Pete's sake. I know, but I keep. I was in denial. I think that's the first time that I actually, like, there's so many people. You know how it is when you go to these conferences. So if you have a spouse conference coming to your area, you guys really got to check it out because. What happens is, like, if you are online and you're making friends with spouses online or you're into the blog world and you follow so-and-so's blog and, ex, you know, all that whole thing, you, you know, it's a good place for everybody to go to meet each other in real life. So there's – I got to see some friends that I only knew online that I met in person for the first time, make new friends, and then um, see, obviously, some old friends. So it was great. I got to see Holly Shearer. She lives in the area. She's a friend of the show, and I got to see um, Heather Sweeney, who was wife on the roller coaster. That's how you guys probably know her. And Terry Barnes, who writes for Stars and Stripes. I could, my list could be like a thousand names long, but yeah. You have got to – I mean, I know it's harder with babies because you have baby babies. But if pick a I conference could leave next him, year. Next year I could probably leave him. Actually you – know. Had I been more forward-thinking, I could have taken him with me because I have so many friends in the area that would have watched him. But I just wasn't forward-thinking enough. So next year, this is good advice for everybody, pick one conference, one spouse conference. Um, If you're an Army, a good one is the AUSA conference. Any military spouse conference, military.com spouse conference. Um, there's like uh, there's a few different organizations that put on spouse stuff. So we will work on compiling a conference list. Somebody asked me that at the conference. They're like, Wendy, you're always going to cool conferences. You need to put a list on your website. I'm like, you know, well, and I we should do that. We've the been one, the ones that you don't expect to be really good and beneficial for you, like that um, that one that I went to when you came here. Um. Oh, crumb. What was it? The one that you were here right was after I... Was it the military.com thing? No. 
it'll it come was geared mostly to active duty, but they had one module of like military spouse stuff. And in DC or where? No, here in San Diego. Oh, 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 oh! That was the um, that was the active duty conference. That was the Naval Center for Combat and Operational Stress Control Conference. So that's back on my days when I used to work as you know for the Navy on their stress program. So that is actually they do they didn't do it. They're not doing it this May because they don't have funding because of the whole sequestration thing, but. That was yeah, even that was a really good one because I didn't anticipate the the family side of stuff, but it was really educational. So. Yes, I am so glad that you came to that. Yeah, I was like the co um, track lead for that, and we had a whole family track. So yeah, don't let the fact that excuse me, don't let the fact that if a military conference is in your area but it's primarily active duty, stop you from going. If they have a family track, consider going because it's, it's worth it, I think. Absolutely. So, okay, so we're wrapping up. Let's see, what else can we talk about? Um, let's see. Oh, I know what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk a little bit about, okay, you know what? We're going to take a quick break because we've been okay. for a while. So grab a sip of your chai tea or whatever y'all are drinking, and uh, we'll be right back after this break, and we're going to talk about (laughs) geo-batching it and a couple of tips. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Military Life Radio. We'll be right back after this break. U.S. Navy T-shirts, mugs, and more at NavyChief.com. Hot new designs for sailors, chiefs, officers, families, and all those who support our men and women in the United States Navy. NavyChief.com will ship anywhere in the USA, APOs and FPOs too. NavyChief.com offers silkscreen tees for your command, unit, ship, CPOAs, fundraisers, businesses, schools, and other special events. Let our in-house professional graphic artists design your next custom order. Huge selection of tees for only $10 each. NavyChief.com, supporting our shipmates since 1997. Veteran-owned, all NavyChief.com apparel is printed in the USA. Call us at 301-475-0437 or log on at NavyChief.com. Everybody, welcome back to the show. This is Wendy, and I have I have a special guest co-host tonight, and that's Marla. Welcome to welcome back, Marla. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Tara was with us earlier for that interview, and um, she will also be back next week. And so we hope that Marla, you will come back and visit us again soon because we always love when you are here. Uh, okay, so geo batching. The definition meaning um, a geographic bachelor, only by location, not a bachelor as in, you know, completely on your own. And sometimes uh, that happens because now we're getting PCS orders. It's PCS order season right now, and it's a big decision. You know, what are you going to do? Do you have a kid that's Getting ready to go into high school, or maybe do you have somebody that you're one of your children is a junior in high school and they're going to spend their next year as a senior and you're not quite sure what to do, or is it short term orders for a year? 
what are some other reasons why people go geobatch? Homesteading. Marla. Homesteading, yeah. yep. Some people are like, well, I'm staying here. You go take care of your thing. I'll be right here waiting on you. <laughs> well, a lot of people, um, I recently learned this, that if you're EFM and you're homesteaded, your service member can still receive orders to a separate location. They just aren't family orders. Okay. So EFM, for folks that might not know, is exceptional family member. Um which is important to know. Okay, so you could be homesteading. That's a good reason. Um, or you could be, um, if you are close to retiring or you're transitioning out of the service and your spouse is on sea duty or going to deploy with that next set of orders, like let's say you got two two years left and you know there's going to be a long deployment as part of that new set of orders or like if you're you know on army a spouse or you know what I mean or your air force and your husband's going to go to Iraq for a year or however if you're navy if there's a set of sea orders and you sea duty orders and you know they're going to be at sea then it's really hard to look for a job and transition on sea duty I don't even know how you do it well, How do you look for a job when you're at sea? Yeah, I have no. Well, and then there's the situation where if you, if they are like they like your resume or whatever, and then oh yeah, you have to come in for an interview, but you're like in the middle of the Arabian Sea, right? Or your boots on ground in Afghanistan. I mean, you know, it's just tough. Um, it's really tough. So those are some reasons. Sure. Another situation is for a pre-commissioning unit. Um, if you're in the Navy, you can be geobachelored for a pre-com. Yeah. So your sailor is where That's the true. ship is being built, but you are in the home port location. So. Yep, and if you're sa- maybe your sailor is going away to a school, um, I've had this happen too where friends will – Go to the school. They might not be command sponsored because it's a shorter time length, time length of school, but they want to go anyways. You can do that, or you can just uh, continue on to the next duty station. So you're, you're not. They're not gone for you know two years or something, but they're gone for a, you know six months or nine months or something like that. So lots of reasons why you might be separated. So here's some of my tips, right? Because We've gone through this, and it is not fun. And I think in the ideal world, you go wherever you go together as a family. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the ideal world. And I've known friends, no matter what, their husband went for six months, they went for six months. Um, they lock stock, you know, everybody, kids, dogs, everything, for however long. Uh and then I've also known folks that decided for whatever reason they would do the whole geo bachelor thing and the service member would go forward and they would stay back. And I, my biggest advice is it's a personal family decision. So just because your neighbor went doesn't mean you have to go. Just because your neighbor stayed doesn't mean you have to stay. It just depends. And whatever option you choose, if it doesn't work, then you can always change it. You can always go, or you can always 
you know what I mean? Like it's you you do the best that you can, and it's a personal family decision. I'm I think something that you really have to like in our case, you know, we spent a lot of time praying about it and did the financials to see what made actual financial sense, what we could actually afford to see if it was an option or not. So, and yeah. sometimes you may you may come to the to the notion that this is a good idea, but then the hands of fate or whatever just kind of slap you and say, nope, this isn't a good idea. Um, We had an offer in on a house that the kids and I were going to live in and he was going to come visit on the weekends so that our kids would have roots and the stability of a normal, I totally just air-quoted, environment. (laughs) And then the house was swooped out from under us. And I had two weeks before school started, and guess what? I was moving into housing in San Diego, and it just wasn't. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. You were so disappointed. I was devastated. And then to have to find out that the guy turned around and resold it at like two hundred thousand more than what we offered, just like (gasps) devastated me. He redid it, and then yeah. Oh, okay, so he did some renovation. Yeah. So, but you just never, um, you never know what's in the cards may not be what you want to have in the cards. So just be prepared, be flexible. Yeah, and so, okay, so what happens if you, um, so let's talk about what happens if you do actually do the geo-batch thing, and he goes, you stay. Or if the wife is the one who's serving, you know, she goes and you stay behind if it's a male military spouse. Then what are – I thought I'd do, like, my top three things for, you know, what my tips would be. I think everyone might have their own advice, and we want to hear you chime in on the subject. But I really think if you've got kids, because, you know, we have kids, so that's kind of where my point of view comes from, is – to not make the mistake of thinking because they're not deployed that you don't still have to have the same level of effort and attention when it comes to communication between kids and the parent that's gone. Because I think you really still have to make it a priority. You've got to make those Skype dates. You've got to have an actual uh, routine for phone calls and you know, doing homework together over Skype or, or whatever works for your family. Because even though they're in the United States, to me it's it's like you might think, oh, it's they're not in a war zone, we know where they're at, they're safe. So, you know, little, little you know, your little son or your teenager, it's not quite the sense of urgency to speak with them, I think. But I think that it's important to keep the same routine for communication so that way you have – that bond is still intact. I agree. I agree. Skype, FaceTime, all those things, they're crucial. Crucial. Um, On the financial end, I know for us, when my husband was at his pre-com unit and I was in San Diego, I had to set up a separate bank account because you are essentially running two households. Yes. 
that's that's that was my next thing. Like, you got to get a hold of the money situation because they can spend money like you don't even know because they they have access to everything, right? Yeah. And yes, and they get bored. They're not. (laughs) They get bored and then they get dumb. It's just like. Really, you had to so buy you, the the third Xbox because the two we have wasn't enough. <laughs> but that's not the newest one. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that was actually two. That was the number that was on my list too. Is a separate bank account or for like for us, what we do is we have a Navy Federal checking account and a USAA checking account. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what we do. He uses one of those. And it has all – so there's a certain amount, amount in there, and whatever's in there he can spend. So it's – I don't have any – I don't manage any of that. It's just completely separate. Yeah. Tell him when he burns through that money, that's all the money he had. Tough luck. <laughs> I'm not really that deep, so that's, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it helps, though, because then I don't have to wonder – is he going to spend a hundred dollars at the grocery store at the commissary, or is he going to spend uh, fifty dollars? Is he is he going to, you know, eat out every night or one night? You know, however that works. So, yeah, getting a budget is key, and sticking to it. Yeah. And then the last thing I have on here for number three is to really. Make a plan for when you guys will see each other and don't always just put it off because I think sometimes it can be easy to say, well, not this weekend, next weekend. Because after a while it gets, you know, how did you guys do it? I mean, if he's at sea, obviously you can't. But if they're home, how do you, what was your way of like planning time together? First thing I would recommend is find out what your husband's orders are because in our situation he had a return to home every like 60 days or 90 days he could make a trip home for like a week and it was all on the Navy's dime but we had already planned that every three months either the kids and I would fly out to where he was or nobody wants to go to where he was he would come here because really that was the better idea. Um, and um, we planned it out. So I budgeted every pay to put aside money so that the payday before, you know, I wanted him to fly out, I could buy the ticket. So set it up, look at the calendar and say, okay, you're going to be here for, you know, a year so plan it accordingly. And keep in mind that, you know, um, I have a friend whose husband is in South Korea and another friend whose husband is in um, Diego Garcia. They allow them to come home for 30-day increments, kind of like an R&R. So take into consideration what that rotation is because it's all of the service members there are rotating similarly. So if Halloween is your big family thing (laughs) try to make sure that i don't know to plan for it we did we did when he was gone he always takes the kids trick-or-treating and so he had to be the one that did that 
he had to come home for that. So he came home for three days. And it was bizarre to tell people, he's coming home for Halloween, but. (laughs) That's sweet. But you know what? Every family has their special traditions, and I think our point here is that whatever special tradition your family has, work, um, do some pre-planning and do the work so that way those traditions are intact and you can keep them. Obviously, if it's impossible, it's impossible. But if it just requires some creative thinking, some um, tough choices regarding your budget and some pre-planning, then it will be worth it for your kids because you can give them that little piece of predictability that will be go a long way in their their stress level, right? Yes. So, okay, so we're about done. So this was fun, Marla. We had fun. I've missed it. Well, come on, girl. You know, Mar- for those of you who don't know, Marla has three kids. She is a busy mom. And what are your ages of your kids? Um, Eight, six, and two. Okay, so three kids, eight and under. And so Tara, her kids are, like, older. I think the youngest one is maybe in fifth grade, I want to say, and, you know, Christian's 16. So we don't have little ones running around. Yeah, so um, jealous. But we get <laughs> – you'll get there, but we get it. And so that's why I say whenever, uh, you know, time permits and uh, the um, daddy daycare is open and you're able to chime in and call in, it's always, like, awesome to have you here. So I look forward to having you back. And um, we are going to do a show for, it's been on our topic list for a while, on FRGs. So maybe that's a show you want to be a part of because you're at an operational command. And yep. the FRG can make or break your deployment, that is for sure. So we want to talk about that. And next week coming up on our show, Krista Wells will be here, the military spouse coach. She is going to, we're featuring her coaching corners. So y'all who are um, when, we want to know how are your goals going that you set back in the new year. What are your goals coming through the summer? You know, we want to. We've been talking about living healthy, and uh, so we want to check in with you guys and how you're doing with your goals. And I went to the gym yesterday, Marla. I hadn't been in like I don't even know how long. And um, have you ever heard of this thing? It's called the Couch to 5K. Program. I have heard of it. I've been told by so many people to do that because I wanted to do the color run. Yeah, me too. They have one in San Diego, San Antonio, like next month. No, in July. And I'm like, it's a 5K. Like, that's <laughs> 3.2 miles. That's not hard. But apparently, like, the new thing is you do the 5K, couch to 5K thing. I'm like, okay. Well, there's an app, okay, which I'd heard about it before. I tried it before, but I really wasn't that successful with it. But there's an app. You can download the Couch to 5K, and the way you look for it is it's the C like Charlie, the letter 2, 5, and K like Kilo. So just, you know, kind of the abbreviation. What I liked about it, so yesterday I used the Couch to 5K app, and what I liked about it is the lady talks to me. She says, um, you have to run for one minute, and then you get to walk for a minute and a half. So if you're on a treadmill, which I get it, it's easier to do on a treadmill than it is out in your 
you know, neighborhood because um, you don't have the momentum of the treadmill to kind of push you forward. Right. Kind of like the difference between aerobics and step aerobics back in the day. Aerobics, you can just kind of sort of hop up and down and somewhat look like you're working out. But if you're doing step aerobics, you, you have, have to physically actually step up on the steps. So there's, yeah, it's harder. But anyway, so I'm encouraging you guys, try the Couch to 5K app. And then I want to hear how it's going. Because it tells you, like, okay, now we're going to run. And it does a stopwatch. So you don't have to – before I'd always be, like, clicking my watch and pressing start while I'm trying to walk and breathe and not pass out because I hadn't ran, you know, forever. And here I am trying to run for a whole entire minute, which if you're out of shape, a minute is a long time. Yeah. So I have a friend that just asked me if she yells at you like Jillian Michaels does. She doesn't, but if she did, that would be okay. Actually, they have a guy who's a tre- who's a drill sergeant. You can pick. They have like five personalities. Shut up! You've got to be kidding. Yeah, you That's can awesome. have. No, you you can have the guy who's like, all right. <laughs> I can't even do it. You know, he's the drill sergeant. All right, I said, get those knees up, run faster, stronger, harder, whatever. And then they have the girl who's like Jillian, and but not quite as harsh. And then they have a girl that's, um, she's like, I just, I, I was successful at the Couch to 5K program, and you can too. Let's do this together. So she's more of like an encourager, mm-hmm. and she is, she's like Susie Sunshine almost. And I can't remember what the other one is. So you can pick your own avatar, and that's the voice that you hear that'll say, okay, let's do a brisk walk for a minute and a half. So you don't have to think about it. Like before I would always have to be looking down at my watch and be running and going, okay, has it been a minute? This just tells you like, okay, it's time to walk. Okay, it's time to run. And so that's what I'm doing. That's my new thing right now. Does So does it only do like walking and running? Or like, yes. Oh. That's it. The goal is to run a 5K. So to there's no it. like. Yes, so there's no, um, like, push-ups or, uh, you know, sit-ups or any other kind of calisthenic. It's just a jog. It's not even a run. It's a jog. And if you're on, like, a treadmill, and a lot of bases will have this kind of treadmill. I think it's like a lifestyle fitness or something. And on the treadmill I was on, on a basic program, it's just like two buttons. It's, there's three buttons. You can walk, you can jog, or you can run. And it already has this, the speed set up, so you don't have to, like, put the arrow up or down to whatever speed you oh, okay. want. You just click on walk, and I think it goes, like, two miles an hour. It goes, and then jog is, like, five miles an hour, I think. And then run, I don't know, because I didn't press run. I don't know what that is. Actually, I think the jog is four miles per hour, and I'm not sure what the walk one was. I didn't even press the run because I wasn't (laughs) running. I was jogging. (laughs) When I was 12, I climbed onto one of the treadmills in Sears, and I pushed the on button, not thinking that they were plugged in, and I, like, was, like, holding on, and it was, like, scraping my knees, and, of course, my parents, my ever-so-loving parents, stood behind the treadmill laughing at me. Until I finally was able to reach up and hit the stop button. But whenever I get near a treadmill, that's all that I see in my mind is, like, it at running speed. 
and my knees just like flapping against the bottom. Sorry. Had to okay, now that won't happen. Well, if you've seen The Biggest Loser, you just have to let go, and then the worst that happens is just that you fall on the treadmill, and then it takes you like a conveyor belt down to the bottom of the ground, and that's it. You're done. It's not, you know. It's. Have you seen The Biggest Loser lately? They do that all the time. They all fall off the treadmill. Jillian is like hardcore. Yeah, she's, she's crazy. Get up! <laughs> she needs so, a hug. Okay. Yep, and speaking of The Biggest Loser... Um, we are going to have a former military spouse or a former contestant who's a military spouse come on and talk about her experience. Her name is Elizabeth. I'm excited for you all to meet her. So, All right, Marla, any final words as we close out the show? Nope. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'm so excited to be back today. Yay, we're so excited to have you. All right, everybody, so... Um, we do want to say thank you for listening to the show, and we want to say thank you to our guest tonight, who is Lauren Fix. You can visit her at laurenfix.com, and you can check out the Best Value Vehicle List by USAA at usaa.com, and also the Top 10 Vehicles for Teens there as well. We'll also post that on our show notes for today, so you have the complete lineup of cars. Our next show will be next Tuesday with Krista Wells the Military Spouse Coach, and her coaching corner. So we invite you guys to tune in for that. That will be on April 23rd. If you have a topic or a guest you'd like to discuss on the show, you can email me at wendy at mymilitarylife.com, or you can email Tara at tara at mymilitarylife.com, or you can even email Marla. That would be cool, too. Our disclaimer for our show, just so you know, uh, we're not part of any official government agency, or the Department of Defense, which includes the Department of the Navy, since we talk about the Navy a lot, or the Army, the Department of the Army. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed here by our co-hosts and guests do not reflect official DOD policy. Any advice we give is strictly the views of the co-hosts and or our individual guests. So thank you again, Marla. It was fun. You did an awesome job. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Wendy. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Uh, Visit us online at mymilitarylife.com for archive shows, showtimes, and upcoming guest information. Good night, everybody, and see you next time. I do